Hey there. Have you ever thought about having your very own business or services talked about right here on the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast? Well, it is your lucky day, my friends. I am officially opening up opportunities to be a sponsor to have your very own 30 or 60 second ad right here within the show. To learn more about how you can partner with me as a podcast sponsor, or maybe even through Instagram, Facebook, or email marketing, visit coachkaya.com forward slash partner to learn more. I would love to work with you. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, as I'm recording this, I am coming to you live from my podcast studio, aka my kitchen in our tiny apartment. But where I am physically right now, pending that everything goes well with travel, is in Paris, France. Oh yes, folks, I am living my best life. At least that's what I'm manifesting as I'm recording this, that I'm living my best life with my husband currently in Paris, a romantic getaway. I am so excited for this trip, y'all. And my husband and I are about to embark on this. So we're doing all of the preparations for this big three-week trip to Europe. One of my very best friends is getting married in Tuscany and I'm in the wedding. So we're kind of using this as a really great excuse to take advantage of our trip and extend it to see some more things, adventure. My husband's never been to Europe. I did live in Germany for a year after college. So I'm going to visit some places I've been before, but also go to some new ones and I cannot wait. But right now, as I sit in my little kitchen podcast studio, I am batch working, which is actually not what we're talking about today, but I just want to note it in case someone's listening and thinking, how do you take three weeks off to go to Europe? Well, I'm figuring it out as we go, but one thing that I'm doing is batch recording all of my episodes so that I can be more free to gallivant and be present and have a great time while I'm abroad. So just know as you listen to podcasts from me this month, I actually recorded them in April. So just a little trick of the trade, pulling the curtain behind a little bit to show how this whole process is done. And again, I am just learning as we go here. What I actually wanted to talk to you about though is inspired by this trip to Europe. Three weeks in Europe with my husband. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I want to say that everyone should do this. But I also recognize that taking three weeks to go to Europe is quite an investment, not just in time, but also in money. Listen, as I've been booking things from flights to Airbnbs and experiences, the trip is adding up, okay? It's not just a little drop in the bucket. I mean, I guess that's all relative. Maybe it's a drop in the bucket for you and for some other people, they might have to save for years and years and years in order to do this. And my husband and I have been saving, but deciding to take three weeks to go to Europe we had to think about it because we knew it was going to be an investment. And did we want to invest it into a trip abroad or do we want to invest it in a future home or to grow our family? Lord knows those cost a lot of money. And really where I landed with this is money is abundant, time is not. You can always make more money, but we're never going to get this time back as a couple, just ourselves, to travel to Europe. So we're going. And today I want to talk about just that, the abundance of money and how time is not the same. Let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. 
I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. Money is abundant and time is not. I feel like I need to start first with the money conversation. Y'all, healing my relationship with money has been quite a journey and one that I'll say is still ongoing. I grew up in a household where I always felt like there was too little of money in the world. When I thought about money, I related it to credit card debt and scarcity and not having enough or maybe not having as much as my other people in my family did or having as much as my friends' families did. I grew up with a lot of scarcity around money. And I also realized that a lot of that scarcity was brought to the surface when it came to really changing my relationship with how I felt in my ability to make money. And that really boiled to the top when I became an entrepreneur. I realized that my relationship with money, as most of our relationships with money are, really began in my childhood. How did I feel about money growing up? How was money talked about when you were little? How did your parents feel about money? What were the conversations around money? Was money seen as a bad thing? Was it seen as a tool? Were people with money known to be bad people or good people? Was it a source of anxiety and stress or was it not even really a part of the conversation? I think there's so much to unpack when it comes to money and our relationship with it, which we're not going to dig into too, too much here today, but I want to bring up the conversation. I am still working on believing that money is abundant. And I feel like I've come a long way, but I also know that there's still work for me to be done here. You know, I was actually just listening to a woman on an Instagram live this morning, and she was talking about money and she brought up something that was just like, it's so simple, but such a good reminder to me. I feel like money can be such a loaded conversation, right? It can bring up a lot of emotions that we have tied to money, but really at its foundation, money is a made up thing. Money is a thing that people made up thousands and thousands of years ago, and it was just used as a tool to exchange goods and services. It's literally a made-up thing. It's completely made up. It is just a representation of an exchange of value. And when we understand that money is just that, is just an exchange of value, if you believe that you have value, that you can create value in the world in a number of different ways, then that should help support you in your belief that you can make money. As long as you have the ability to exchange value of some kind, which friend, I know you do, that means that you have the ability to make money. In a way, money's kind of like this game, right? It's a made up thing, just like a board game is. We just have to learn how to play the game. And I'm still learning that game and learning how to get curious about my relationship with money. But what I'm really working to believe and what I do believe is that money is abundant. There is always more money out there in the world to be made. There is enough money for all of us, for all of us. And it's also okay to want more money. 
I think that some people were raised thinking that money was a bad thing. And so their ability to make more of it is actually subconsciously blocked because you don't want to be a bad person. So you don't want to make money because that would make you a bad person because people that have money are bad. And I don't think that's true. In fact, I think that more good people like you, sweet listener, should make more money because the more that good people have, the more good that they'll create in the world. And so I've been really rethinking my desire for money and realizing that my desire for money is not a bad thing because with more money, I can create more good in the world, more opportunities for myself and my family, but also more opportunities for other people too. I really want to talk about the abundance piece with money because I think for a lot of us, like myself, we grew up with a lot of scarcity around it. And this conversation of, I can't do that because I can't afford it. I can't go there because I can't afford it. I don't have enough money. And what's so interesting to me about not having enough is that that's also different person to person. And I've learned this too in being an entrepreneur. In the past, when I've had coaching programs, I've had people reach out to me and say, oh man, I I would really love to do this. I just, I can't afford it right now. And they might be people that have $100,000 saved in their bank account. You know, I don't know what their actual status of their money is, but let's just say in theory, this person can't afford it, even though they have $100,000 saved in their bank account, because maybe they see that as being the safety net, or maybe they see affordability as being just extra money that comes from this other pocket of, of cash. And then I've had other people in my programs who say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited I can finally afford it. And they might only have exactly as much as it costs for my program. And they see that as their ability to afford it. Our perspectives when it comes to money is so individualized. What we can afford actually has less to do with how much money is in our bank account and more about the context that we give it, how we feel about the money that's in our bank account. I'm sure we can all think of examples of people in our lives who have what we consider to be a lot of money. They might be wealthy people, live in a really nice home, have nice cars, have a lot of cash, and they are the stingiest people in the world. And we can also probably all think about examples of people in our life who have next to nothing, who have a really hard time paying their bills every single month, yet they're the first to loan you an extra buck if they have it. They'll give you the shirt off of their back if they have it. And that in itself is just an example to us that all of our relationship about money is so individualized. It's so hard to say what you can and can't afford, right? But I believe, again, that money is abundant, that we can always make more of it. But something that we can't make more of, unfortunately, is time. We can't buy more hours no matter how much money we have. We can't earn more time on earth if we do a really good job. The truth is, is that time is not guaranteed. I'm making a lot of plans for my future, but I know that tomorrow something tragic could happen and today could be my very last day. Time is not something that is guaranteed. No matter how much value I bring to the world, that's not going to earn me any more time in my lifetime bank account. Money is abundant, but time, my friends, is not. So here we find ourselves in this dance. At least that's what I kind of feel like it is, is I feel like I'm in this dance, working to find a balance between using money as a tool to experience the world and really savor these days that we're not guaranteed. And also, on the other hand, saving it mindfully, 
to prepare for the future. And when I think about our future, you know, Brent, my husband, and I, we eventually want to purchase our own home. That's a goal of ours. We also want to raise a family and have kiddos in whatever form that ends up being, whether we have our own or adopt or who knows what the future has in store for us. But both of those things, purchasing a home and raising a family, those two things are hefty investments. So we have to be really mindful and intentional about how we're spending our money now and how we're saving it in order to set us up for success in the future. And here comes the dance. While I am all about investing in experiences and using the money we have now to experience this world and you know utilize this time that we're not guaranteed, my husband Brent is all about saving. He wants to squirrel it all away for a rainy day. And what I think is true is that we kind of balance each other out well in that way. And it takes a lot of communication between the two of us, something that we are continuously working on in our marriage. We have to discuss when do we want to spend, what do we want to spend money on, and how do we want to save for what we both want collectively as a couple for our future. And this is where we landed on deciding to make this investment into three weeks in Europe. What it came down to for me was I really recognized that this window of opportunity in this season, the season of being married without kiddos, is shrinking. And while I talk all about this abundance when it comes to money and abundance in the world, I will admit that I am struggling with a little bit of scarcity in recognizing that this window before kids is shrinking every single day. And I, I this sounds dramatic as I'm saying it out loud, but it's, it's almost like I feel like the walls are closing in on me not in a bad way. That sounds like I'm scared about the next chapter of kiddos. And sure, I'm sure there's lots to be scared and nervous about. I'm very excited about it, but I just want to make sure that I'm savoring this season while I'm in it now instead of trying to rush it away. I think a lot of us tend to try to rush seasons of our life away, and I'm really wanting to be in this season of savoring. So how can I savor this? How can I savor just being married to my husband and experiencing life with him before we have kiddos? Well, one of the best ways that I could think to do that is to travel. I love traveling. Traveling has taught me so much about the world, about other people, and about myself. And I, so far, have never traveled internationally with my husband. We've only traveled within the States. And I knew this was an experience that I wanted to have with him. And what it came down to was me telling Brent, you know, I feel like if we go on this trip, if we invest this money, we're never going to look back and think, gosh, I'm so mad we took those three weeks to go and travel the world. Said nobody ever, right? Yes, it's going to take money out of our bank account, but in the future, we're going to have the opportunity to make that money back, but we're never going to get this time back. This time back where we were just married without kiddos, with the freedom to travel the world together as a couple. And I don't want to miss that because money is abundant and time is not. Now, I think it's important that when you make investments, that you do so responsibly, that you do keep the end in mind, that you do plan for your future, that you do take precautions, make sure you continue to have a safety net, make sure that you're comfortable, that you can pay for your bills, for your apartment, for food in the fridge. I'm not telling you to drain your bank account and go spend it all to gallivant around the world. Not necessarily. I mean, do what you want to do, right? You can make more money. I'm just saying. So many of us wait. We wait to live our lives. 
We wait to do the things we've always wanted to do because society told us that now isn't the time. But here's what I think. I don't want to wait until I'm retired to finally have the freedom to go and travel the world. I don't want to wait until I'm retired to spend the money that I've worked so hard to make because you cannot take money with you when you go. But you know what you can take with you no matter where you go? Your memories. That's something that nobody can take away from you. My grandpa used to always say that the best thing to invest in is memories. And I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. We're taking this time together as a couple to invest in memories, just the two of us, to really live and experience our life. So if you have a little pocket of money that you've been saving for a rainy day, and there's an experience that you've been really, really wanting to do or invest in, I want you to ask yourself, are you going to look back one day and regret not going for it and doing the thing? Or are you going to look back and think, oh, thank goodness I saved that money? You get to decide. I just know that when I get to the end of my life, people aren't going to remember how many zeros were in my bank account. They're going to look back and remember how I lived, how I lived the days that I was gifted, how I made other people feel when I was in their presence. We get so focused on money, but money is just a tool. It's a made up game that we all created. It is simply an exchange of value. How do you want to use that tool in your life? I want to use that tool to make memories. And I'm really, really excited that for the next three weeks, I'm doing just that with my dear sweet husband traveling around Europe. And I'm going to take you guys with me. Make sure to check in with me on social media. I'm planning to bring you along for the journey, sharing these experiences, and I cannot wait for the inspiration that I find. I always find inspiration when I travel. Remember, friends, money is abundant. Time is not. So how are you going to spend your money with the precious amount of time that you've been gifted? I hope you do so in a way that makes your heart overflowing with joy and happiness. I love y'all so much. I'll see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.